0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Surveillance Report 16, covering security and privacy news from around June 14th through June 28th. If you're watching on YouTube, check out our podcast in the description where you can listen to the news as just audio, and if you're in the podcast, this is in video format as well on youtube.com slash techlore. No matter where you're from, this episode is featuring ProtonMail, an email provider built from the ground up to protect you. You can register with no personal information, and you can utilize encrypted and self-destructing emails to anyone even if they don't use ProtonMail. It's pretty fantastic. They are the go-to recommendation on PrivacyTools.io, and if you use our link in a description to sign up, part of your purchase will go back to us and support our work in spreading privacy and security to as many people as possible. Thank you for your time, and let's get into the news, starting with companies. Apple's WWDC has shaken up all of tech, as always, and this is one of the years with, in my opinion, actually cool updates, like Apple Silicon, which is pretty hype. Apple has released some privacy-based features for their upcoming products, most notably users are getting more transparency and control with permission access in iOS 14, and the App Store is showing a standardized list of what data is collected by an app, very similar to App Census for Android. These won't change the world, but they're a great step forward for better permission management to prevent abuse. We are already seeing some apps getting caught doing some, uh, shady things like TikTok accessing the clipboard, which was discovered because of the new clipboard access notification in iOS 14. On top of this, Apple has added support for encrypted DNS in both iOS 14 and macOS 11, and finally, browser defaults are coming to iOS! Firefox users, rejoice. (laughs) I mean, there are other browsers, but especially Firefox users, yay. Those were the main privacy Apple takeaways from WWDC. On to Google, who, uh, wasn't quite as positive in the news. A spyware effort within Chrome extensions attacked users through 32 million downloads, prompting Google to remove more than 70 of these malicious add-ons. This is not the first time it's happened, and likely not the last, as Google seems to have pretty large issues with regulating their extension store. A good reminder to only use official extensions from trusted parties. France has also decided they are done sitting on the bench and they are going to stand up to Google. They have upheld a $56 million fine against the tech giant over lack of transparency of user data. Poor Google getting fines left and right. Oh no, think of the corporations. (laughs) Um, That was the major company news for this week, but let's finish up with some smaller stories. Dating apps including Threesomes, Gay Daddy Bear, and Herpes Dating are among the nine services that leaked data of hundreds of thousands of users. This included sexually explicit photos, images of private chats, and much more, all because of a cloud misconfiguration. Ah, why is it always that? Zoom has decided to listen to public outrage over their recent move to only make end-to-end encryption available for paid users now Zoom has added end-to-end encryption for free users, but require them to have a phone number in order to still cooperate with FBI and law enforcement. Zoom is not your friend, unless you're China, then you're like, best buds. Um, use Jitsi. Jitsi, just use Jitsi. And finally, Mozilla, yes, Mozilla has officially released their VPN out of beta. This uses the Molvad VPN infrastructure, and that's kind of about it with this story. I'd just go with Molvad to be honest, but good job Mozilla. Um, I guess it's cool seeing this kind of stuff integrated inside of Firefox. That, my friends, finishes company news, but let's move on to the research. A new flaw called Ripple 20 is a set of 19 vulnerabilities that reside in a low-level TCP IP software library. If it is weaponized, it could let remote attackers gain complete control over targeted devices with zero user interaction. This affects literally almost everything from medical devices to data centers to enterprises, oil, gas, nuclear, and lots of other IoT and infrastructure. Some of these issues have been patched and some, well, have not. Um, This is, (laughs) I guess, awesome, Uh, IoT. Uh, I don't know, I, I just don't get it, at, at least today. IoT is so useless, like, like, I don't get it. It's at least it, the way it is currently, I just don't understand the point of making everything smart, right? Like Samsung smart TVs have ads built into them. Why would you want a TV with ads built in that offers you, I don't know, integration with your Samsung laundry? I just don't get it. Um, Maybe it's because I don't use the stuff, but I I just, when I go to people's houses and they have Alexa set up everywhere, it doesn't seem like it's that much of a benefit. Like, just turn off the light switch on your own. Like, why do you need something to turn off the light for you? But maybe I'm old fashioned and I'm saying that as someone still in college. On a similar note, printers have been analyzed with IPP scans uncovering around 80,000 open printers per day. This exposes information about the devices that make it much easier for attackers to locate and target populations of devices vulnerable to specific vulnerabilities. The solution, don't use IPP enabled printers on the internet. Our final research article is perfect for that friend or family member you have who thinks the dark web is for hitmen and criminals. This research paper analyzed the quality of edits made on Wikipedia between normal users and Tor users and found that Tor users had better edits. On top of that, Tor users are, believe it or not, human, tend to frequently visit websites in the Alexa Top 1 million, and are more likely to focus on controversial topics like politics, tech, and religion. This is a great research article humanizing Tor users and helping shed light on the wonderful tool we know as Tor. For those who haven't used Tor, it essentially is an anonymity network that works normally through the Tor browser, which does everything for you out of the box. We've covered the dark web and the deep web and all of those terms and what they actually mean in a pretty thorough video that I check out on our YouTube channel. I'll leave it linked in the description which clears up these really not-so-scary terms that are frequently mislabeled, in my opinion. My personal name for them is the private web, because it makes more sense and it's more applicable to what it actually aims to accomplish. Politics have been pretty heavy in lots of areas around the world. Let's start with the US. The US had another anti-encryption bill try to be passed, even worse than the infamous Earn It bill. This is a crystal clear ban on providers from offering end-to-end encryption in online services and any encryption that does not build in a means of decrypting data for law enforcement. This is seen as a very tactical move to make the EARNIT Act seem more reasonable and favorable, which is also an evil bill with really bad consequences. People, if you do anything after watching this report, read the Stanford write-up on this in the sources and take action. Seriously, it's a joke we even have to fight for this. It's taking away time that people could be using to improve the world. So a glorious fuck you to Senator Graham Cracker. On a positive note, there is a facial recognition bill that would ban its use by federal law enforcement. Let's hope this passes for both privacy concerns and its inaccuracy across races. This just recently affected a black man, Robert Williams, who was falsely flagged by a racial recognition software and detained for over a day. The EU is up next. EncroChat offers encrypted phones with GPS and cameras removed with the ability for remote wiping by the user. This was supposedly utilized by criminal networks, so there were several attacks against EncroChat from statewide actors, eventually forcing them to shut down parts of the service. Fundamentally, this is just a privacy-based phone. That's how it's marketed, at least. And if that's the case, this seems like a total overstep in power, which seems to have mostly come out of the UK. Let's hope something similar (laughs) doesn't happen to Graphene OS users, as uh, Daniel McKay's rants won't stop them. Also in the EU, Norway has decided to pull its contact tracing app after privacy concerns. That's pretty much the story. Moving to China, it's come out that millions of men and boys are being pressed into giving blood samples to build a genetic database to grow surveillance capabilities. Yes, this is just so awesome, Gattaca is finally becoming a reality. Sure, China may be the first one to blatantly do this, but the US isn't very far behind with private collection of DNA and government access to that private access, which can be utilized and however it's needed. China just doesn't care enough. They're being pretty obvious about collecting this and it's all being fed into China's already invasive surveillance state involving facial recognition systems, artificial intelligence, social scores, and more. For context, um, here's a story. A computer engineer in China was told if blood wasn't collected, we would be listed as a black household and it would deprive him and his family of benefits like the right to travel and go to a hospital. Pretty spooky stuff. To finish political news, Russia has decided to unban Telegram after it was pointlessly banned as anyone who could download a VPN could get through the filters. Um... Nice try, Russia. Uh, speaking of, we have a Telegram group, so join that if you wanna mingle with other privacy advocates, some of which may be Russian now, as if they weren't before b- b- the ban. <laughs> I, my friends, have a surprise for you today before we move on. We have a new category for surveillance support. Yes, your feedback was actually listened to. Who would have thought? Um, We are implementing a FOSS category, free and open source, to cover some open source highlights. Thanks for everyone who left suggestions, let's start this new part of the show. First, Volkswagen has announced they would like to open source parts of the software-based car operating system being developed. A board member for the company has stated that Tesla has a 10-year start on all rivals when it comes to building electric cars and software, which I have to agree with, and he believes that an open source approach is the answer. I kind of see this turning into an iOS versus Android thing in the car space. In other news this week, well, (laughs) Tesla, uh, they are now enabling the interior camera within their vehicles for users who opt into it. Wonderful, time to snack an EFS sticker on that baby. To continue, the VPN MOLVAD, one of the highest rated VPN services we have taken a look at, check out our VPN reviews, has published their open source Android client on the open source F Droid App Store. This is super exciting and it adds them to the list of VPNs on F Droid, including iVPN, ProtonVPN, RiseUp, and Calyx. And finally, California has announced they are working on an open source tool for modeling COVID-19. This is a way for residents to see the raw data driving decisions of state and county officials with full transparency. Sometimes I really do like my state, despite it costing two arms and a leg and sometimes more. Now for our last category, can we forget the misfits? CIA cyber weapons have been stolen and given to WikiLeaks due to poor security by the team developing the cyber weapons. How ironic. Six former eBay employees have been charged in a federal cyberstalking case targeting a couple. They sent them fly larvae, live spiders, and a bloody pig mask to their home to surveil the couple and make them stop publishing a newsletter critical of the online retailer. Some executives of the company allegedly sent private Twitter DMs and public tweets criticizing the newsletter, the newsletter's content, and threatening to visit the victims. Is this how desperate eBay is to compete against Amazon? Most of these people are based out of San Jose, so I won't say too many mean things to avoid being shipped something I don't want. Like, I don't know, like Galaxy Fold or something. I don't know. And that's the news for this episode. Again, this is featuring ProtonMail. If you want that succur email, use our link in the description before signing up to help support us. Also, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you're listening in from to catch the next Surveillance Report, which will be Surveillance Report 17. Thank you everyone for tuning in, and peace out.